All right, so I'm really excited about this message. Um, this is the message that I was going to preach last week, so it's so much better now. All right, maybe the Lord just was like, nope, it's not good yet. And so uh, I've, uh, I've had an opportunity to think about it and stuff, and so I think it's going to be wonderful. We need to pray, and then um, we're going to get started. Jesus. Whew. I'm excited about this, Lord. But I need your help. Amen. Okay, so um, here we go. If um, last week and the week prior, so last week I stopped talking about the sermon because of what of this question I'm going to ask you. So we have to do this one quick. I still need church participation. In order to make the rest of the message work, it has to springboard off of this reality. What has Jesus done in your life? What, what has changed in your life because of Jesus? What did he save you from? Just one word answers. Someone help me. Addiction. Will. Addiction. Wow. Someone else. Pride. That is probably the... Man... It's the unwritten one L we all need. Uh, and someone help me. What? Darkness. Darkness. Man, that's that fear. Man. What a savior, huh? I hate that sometimes we forget what he has saved us from. What he is still saving us from, right? I, I, we talked about learning how to allow him to be God still in our life. We, we talked about the struggle that some of us have in that we sin and we have a hard time confessing it to God. I don't know if it's because uh, we we want to work it out before we apologize. We want to make things right before we allow him to make it right. I want to remind us all, it's important that we understand the basis of Christianity. You can't fix it. That's why he had to die. And so knowing that you've done wrong, little things, confess these things, let him take it on. Let him take on your issues and let him give you what he wants you to have. And that's his righteousness. Man, that's so important. It's so important. It's so important. This is the understanding to which we have to approach the rest of the message with today. Is that he has done great things for us. This great exchange. Did you have guilt? Did he remove that from you? Does your guilt remain? This is all part of not my sermon, uh, but these are thoughts that I, I need to get to in talking about a subject that's going to be really important. I'm going to try to make this sermon as short as I can today, but it, I probably won't. I'm sorry, Andrew. Uh, and uh, my, my best friend here, Dula, he uh, likes to remind me how long my sermons get. And I'm like, listen, it's good. I'm my favorite speaker, you know. Uh, hmm. We're talking about forgiveness this week, and uh, so I had to wear my, uh, my New York Giants shirt today. 
I had to. I had to remind myself and remind all of you guys that I am a true fan. I love others that don't love me back. And man, the Giants have hurt me. They've hurt my pride. They've done nothing for me recently. I'm a Cowboys fan. Oh, you got a, you got a seat for you right back there. No, actually, it can't be. They beat us uh, last week. Um, well, sermon's over. All right. Uh, listen, what I need you to know today is that, honestly, uh, I, I, I think that today is going to be a very, 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 very powerful word. And I, if, if you're new here, please, you'll probably know that I actually don't make statements like that very often. I think this is the kind of sermon that you may want to have your notepad out on your phone. I think there's going to be some key things that's said today um, that you're going to want to remember because you're going to gravitate to. Today, we're going to talk about the, some dark places in your soul um, that's happened that's been difficult to deal with. And uh, I'm going to say things, uh, I'm sorry, I, let me say that wrong. Uh, let, let, let me say this the right way. You're going to hear things that I'm not actually saying. And the Lord is talking to you about. Write those things down. Oftentimes, those are the better sermons. Uh, or at least that's uh, my experience. Does that make sense? This is, uh, today, I believe with all sincerity, you all have an, a great opportunity to grow and become like Jesus. Honest to God. What you do with this message will determine whether or not you continue to grow. And man, is there a way right here today for the Holy Spirit to move in your life. Hopefully we're going to have a time in the altar and uh, God's going to deal with some broken things inside of you. And I believe I know what I'm going to say today, but here we go. This is about forgiveness as I wear a New York Giants shirt. Here we go. I'm going to pray one more time because I'm, I'm uh, whew, scared, whew, nervous. Here we go. Lord, yes, you, great, go, amen, awesome. Uh, there's a passage that I want to read to you. So I'm talking to you today about four things that Jesus said that sounds crazy about forgiveness. It sounds crazy about forgiveness. There's a lot of things that Jesus said, and we have to remember uh, a friend of mine, Rick, uh, used to always say that Jesus was the smartest man that's ever walked the face of the earth. And the things that he says, he knows a great deal about. And whether or not you're a believer or you are elementary in your faith, please know that his insight has lasted not decades, but like millennials. You know what I mean? Like, like thousands of years now, his words are still carrying true. He knows a lot about what he's talking about, and it's going to bring a great deal amount of healing today. Man, if you're here... Man, you didn't know what you were walking into today, but I think God's going to wreck you. Man. First thing that Jesus said about forgiveness that's absolutely crazy. He said to bless your enemies. Bless your enemies. Whew. This is crazy. Only Christians think like this. But that's not actually true. I'm going to get to it here. Matthew chapter 5, verse 43 uh, through 47, Jesus would say this. He said, you heard the law, and it says this, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. This is pretty normal. He says, but I say, love your enemies. Pray for those that persecute you. 
In that way, you will be acting like true children of your Father in heaven. I'm going to stop there for a second. Pray for those that persecute you. Pray for those that persecute you. In that way, you'll be acting like true children of your Father in heaven. And that way you'll be acting like true children of your Father in heaven if you will learn this trade. Now, it's difficult. Now, I have to take you there mentally. You have to join me all on a journey. Would you all mind closing your eyes for a second? Whether you not you want to know it or not, or have realized it or not, you and I have all have something in common. We've been burned. We've been hurt. We've been lied to. We've been offended. People have let us down. And it hurt. They said they were going to do things they didn't do. Some people did things that they said they weren't going to do. And it hurts. And it hurts deep. Do you know who it was? Can you go there mentally? I don't want you to say it out loud. But I need you to think of the people closest to you that have hurt you. All right, come on back. Today, this message is about them. Bless your enemies. Bless your enemies. Bless your enemies. Bless the guy. Don't, give him, don't tell him he's number one when he passes you on the interstate. Tell him he's number one. Oh, child of God, I bless you in the name of the Lord. Uh, that's what, that, this, is, this is what Jesus would say, man, and it, and it really blows my mind. Uh, he says that I pray, hey, love your enemies and pray for those that persecute you. Now, this is a decision. It requires actual discipline to think others that are doing wrong, that are taking from you. He would go on to say that if someone steals your jacket, give them your shirt. If someone takes money from you, give them more. And this is crazy, and it's absurd, and it's something that Christians actually think that he's, he's kind of joking about, but he's, he's actually being very serious. Bless those that persecute you. Your coworker that slams you. Your boss that undermines you. Your kids that don't give you credit. We in life know when we're being offended. We oftentimes think that we are owed a great deal amount of dot, dot, dot. We actually owe it to the Lord to give that glory and that credit to others. Okay. I'm going to keep going in the passage here. And this really humbles me, man. I tell you. For he gives his sunlight to both evil and to the good. And he sends rain on the just and on the unjust alike. If you love only those who love you, what reward is there for that? That is a really hard verse to live If you only love those who love you, what reward is that? But, he says, says, even corrupt tax collectors do that. If you are kind only to your friends, how different are you from anyone else? Even pagans do that. Listen, I told you before I started today that I'm going to give you an opportunity to grow. If you can't see this sermon playing out in your life, you're not going to hear anything else that I'm saying today. Because there's an opportunity for you to do right to those who do wrong. For those that leave empty dishes or dirty dishes in your sink, there's an opportunity to do good. There is an opportunity to to bless uh, those that leave dirty socks in your bed. There's an opportunity to bless them. There is an opportunity to go the extra mile and love instead of getting angry or getting rude and lashing out. 
God has given us an upper opportunity. If you're married, oh man, He is giving you an opportunity today to bless the snot out of someone. Uh, and you got to see that this is what makes us like Him. This is who He is. And if you, maybe you haven't experienced it, but this is why we opened up talking about what He's done for me. While I was still a sinner, Christ died for me. Amen? When I did not deserve Him, He loved me. When I was filthy and rude this week, when I was selfish and angry and malicious, He was good to me. And it's His loving kindness that draws us to repentance, isn't it? And it's your, that they'll know us by our love for one another. It's the way that we love, despite the way people love us, that will draw others onto Him. Man, maybe I should talk to this side. Okay, and I'm just... All right, here we go. Uh, So if you are only kind to your friends, how are you different from anyone else? I'm so guilty of this. Is anyone else guilty of this? Does anyone else get a sense of like, like, oh man, can you go on to the next verse, Pastor? That's a sucky one. All right, well, listen to this. Here here are a couple of things I I thought you should know. People that believe in forgiveness over the ages, Gandhi talked about forgiveness all the time. Martin Luther, Bonhoeffer, C.S. Lewis and Billy Graham, Oprah Winfrey teaches every week about forgiveness on her show. Nelson Mandela talked about forgiveness. And there have been teachers and teachers throughout the ages that are talking about forgiveness. And as this week as I studied, you can just go to Wikipedia and hit the word forgiveness and you will see that many doctors, they will quote, that will talk about the physical difference that unforgiveness can have on your health. Literally. The stress when someone has, does you wrong and, the, and it burns you and it, it makes you want to push them out of your life, it will literally cause a grievance in your mind that will block certain nerve endings in your body and cause stress on different organs of your body. I'm not making this up. Doctors actually believe this. And Jesus talked about this and this was good thousands of years before there was any studies like this. Forgiveness is crucial to your soul. And unforgiveness is a cancer, literally a cancer to your body. And we've got to know that, man, what he's talking about is not a suggestion. This is necessary that we learn that it is good for us. And you will see the difference in your soul when you learn to bless those that are cursing you in your life. It will liberate you like nothing else. I have to keep going. I have multiple quotes that I found that I want to share with you. Some of these are really powerful. I found them on Focus on the Family. And uh, I thought these were really, really, really good. I'm going to give you four of them right now, and I'll give you a few more later. Forgiveness is not letting the offender off the hook. We can still and should still hold others accountable for their actions or lack of actions. But it does mean that you don't make them guilty or feel shamed for it. Does that make sense? Man, I felt like that was, that was good for some personal situations going on here. Here's another one. Forgiveness is not letting the offense reoccur again and again. Don't, don't, we don't have to tolerate. We should keep ourselves open to lack of respect or any other form of abuse. Listen, if you're in a situation right now in your life where you're living in a, an abusive um, relationship, get out of the relationship, then we'll work on forgiveness. 
then call your pastor. There's some people in our church that are barely saved. We'll deal with that person for you, all right? Uh, I want you to know, we'll, we'll, we'll take care of them. Uh, but I, 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 listen, um, the, you get out of the situation, and then we'll work on forgiveness, all right? That was good. We were like, I'm writing that. That's going to my Twitter. Uh, uh, don't quote me on that. I'll tell them you got confused. Uh, here's, here's another one. Uh, forgiveness is not the same as reconciling. I love this. We can forgive someone even if we never get along with them again. We can forgive someone even if we never get along with them again. I mean, there's people you just, you're, you're, you, they like the cowboys. I forgive those people. You know, I'm never going to see eye to eye with people like that. Uh, but it doesn't, it doesn't mean that you have to, uh, that, that you can't let it go. We're just different. And they didn't see things the same way you did. Maybe it was upbringing. Maybe it was a bad day. Hmm. Here's the last one. If they don't repent, we still need to forgive. Even if they never ask, we need to forgive. We should memorize and repeat it over and over. Forgiveness is about our attitude, not about their action. Forgiveness is about our attitude, not their action. Forgiveness is about our attitude, not their action. And so I, I, I'm going to tell you that this is a process, and this is a difficult process. And I, I want you to know that this message right here, there are, I, I don't champion everything that I say from the pulpit, but I do want you to know that this is something that I, I truly believe that I am an expert in. When I realize in my heart that someone has, has hurt me, I go to work on it. And I've had a lot of people that have hurt me. I've had pastors. I, I, I think about the people that hurt me before I was a Christian, and then I think about the people that hurt me when I was a Christian. And it's different because it's a, it's a, it's a brotherly hurt. It's a, I trusted you and you hurt me. It's that I, I didn't. And so there have been pastors that have let you down. Some of you may be dealing with the fact that I let you down. And I, I don't mean to tell you, I don't, I, don't, I don't mean to prophesy this, but I'm going to do it again. I'm human. But it doesn't mean that we don't have relationship with other people. Jesus came to earth to display and model what love looked like. We hurt him. He knows what it means to be let down and hurt and betrayed by people. He can identify with it. What makes you think that you're not going to also experience hurt and so I, I can think of my life. I, I don't think I've, I've shared this story before. I've, I've talked about it around uh, without being specific. But I remember um, about 10 years ago, there was a pastor in my life who I considered very close to. I was very loyal to. I loved them. When people spoke ill about this person, I honored them. And I would cut people off and I would rebuke them if they said something ugly, even if they were right. Because you can be right and be wrong. You know what I'm talking about? And so, man, I, I love this guy, and, uh, and he, we, were, we had built a great relationship, and uh, I was, we were building a ministry together, and it felt great. The church was growing, and things were flourishing, and I was over multiple ministries, and one day, pastor came in and fired me without reason, and I hated him. I don't know who it was to you. It may have been an ex. It, it may have been... Um, most of us deal with something from our father. Uh, it, it may be a spouse or a sibling. It may be a pastor. But the people that are closest to you in your life are the ones that have the greatest opportunity to hurt you the most. It's because you trust them. 
It's because you're vulnerable to them. And sometimes it's not fair, the expectation that you have over them. But I remember asking for forgiveness every day. God, I bless them. God, I bless them. God, I bless them. God, I bless them. And it would hurt. It hurt like hell. I would cry because I loved that dude. And now I can't even have friendship with them. It hurt. I remember situations like this, like uh, the first time that I loved a girl and she broke up with me. I believe that being lovesick is the worst pain in the world. When you love someone that doesn't love you back, it hurts like hell. I believe that's going to be similar to what hell is going to be like. To know the love of God and not be able to encounter it is going to be very, 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 very difficult. And so I, I remember days and nights where I would have to ask God, God, would you please heal me of this for this person? And, uh, and, and, and my wife says it all the time, and I love it. It's one of my favorite things that she says. The way you end one relationship is how you'll start the next. And it's so important for some of you guys that are single here, please know that you need to fight for your soul. The Bible says, this is not part of my notes, I'm sorry. The Bible says that above all things, guard your, above all things, guard your, because it's the window to our soul. I mean, it's everything. And, and what goes in, and some of us have been hurt, and you, before you start another relationship, make sure you're whole. And before you, you enter a relationship with someone else, make sure they're whole. Make sure they are whole. Not that they like you and they think you're cute and they, they take you one day and they pay for your... Listen, make sure they're whole. Find out what's broken. Because here's the deal. When I have unforgiveness towards someone else and I'm hurt towards someone else, whether or not my wife realizes it or not, if I have unforgiveness towards someone else, she is going to feel the effect of it. Because we're one. So when I'm angry at someone else and there's anxiety going off inside of me, she has to deal with it because we're one. And it's going on inside all of us. People have hurt you. It may have been an ex-husband or an ex-wife. It may be a father or a pastor. It may be a coworker or a boss. But someone lied to you and God wants us to bless them. Bless them, bless them, bless them. And here's the biblical example of Jesus doing this. I love that Jesus doesn't just walk, or he doesn't just talk the talk, but he shows us in the worst way possible. How? Naked, in front of his mom, his brother, and his friends. He lays his hands down on a cross and he's lifted up high in the air. And he looks down from the cross and the people that put him there and he prays for them Father, forgive them. They are ignorant of what they're doing. They don't know what they're doing. They don't know what they're doing. They don't know what they're doing. And mostly it is real that the people that have hurt you didn't really understand what they were doing when they did it. They didn't realize the cause and effect. They didn't realize the ripples and the, 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 the mess that it was going to make. But Jesus is not just telling us. He is commanding that we bless those that curse us, that we bless those that curse us. Love our enemies, love our enemies, love our enemies. That's point one.
Woo! <laughs> this is going to get intense. Some people are going to think this next uh, point is going to be heresy. And I apologize to you, but I don't apologize to you. If you've ever had faith and you've ever walked with God and you've ever believed God for something, you'll be victim of point number two. Sometimes you have to forgive God. Did he just say that? I'm telling you, man, I've, I live by faith. And by faith, I've trusted God for things that I have not seen. I have trusted God. I have seen God move time and time again in areas of my life where I've barely believed. Praying for someone I don't know they'd receive their sight, and they get it. Praying for someone that, 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 that God would, 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 would make a bone straight, and I've seen it. I've seen miracle signs and wonders in times that I didn't care. And there were times that I needed God to do something, and he fell through for me. And I want you to know that this is not abnormal to all of Scripture. Moses, he lived his life for the Lord, yet he didn't see the promised land. Never got to eat of it. It's not abnormal. Listen, I know some of you guys, you love God, you're living for him. It doesn't mean that he, he, he you just have to understand you're not God. So there are things that you want for you that are not good. I am a father. I have children. My children want things for themselves that are not good for them. They would eat M&Ms only in their life, but that's not good for them. And they don't see that as a child. My perspective as their father is better than their perspective as a son. Does that make sense? There are things that you want for you that you don't get. Someone may have passed away. That's hard. Well, here's the thing that I know, that God loves people people in my life more than I do and if he's jealous for them he has the right I'll see him again soon amen I know that there are things that are hard John the Baptist Jesus called him the greatest man that's ever lived and he died questioning Jesus's motives that's hard stuff John the Baptist paved the way for the dude and then he says Jesus I've heard of your miracles I've heard of your wonders. Are you the one, though? Or should I expect someone else? Is someone else coming for me? I want you to know it's not abnormal, and I'm going to show you an illustration that sometimes you're going to have to forgive God. I know that you have questions, and I know you're struggling with it, but I want you to see that even Jesus struggled. Watch this. Matthew chapter 27, verse 46. Here he is again, naked, hanging on a cross. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why have you left me? We know that God didn't leave him. Three days later, he rose. But in this moment, it was hard. Jesus lived his whole life. He was God. He had fellowship constantly with God. And yet there was a moment where he felt as if he was sep the blessed trinity, somehow separated into two-thirds. This just didn't make sense. It's like having someone that you're one with all the time and then feeling like, are they even faithful? Why? Questions, questions, questions. I know you got them. I've had them. And there are times in our life where we have to say, God, I trust you. Let me show you something here. Nope, I'm going to come back to that. 
Does that make sense to anyone? That's point number two. Angie, that was a quick one. That was a good one. All right. Number three, if you don't forgive them of their sin, they won't be forgiven. I, I didn't like this. Um, this sounded a lot like Catholicism. I've read this verse a lot of times. I've forgotten about this verse. About th- two, three months ago, this verse came back to mind, and uh, it bothered me. I didn't agree with it. Um, I think that it was heresy, and I had to reread it and reread it and reread it and reread it because it doesn't make sense. From what I understand, my, my theology says that only Jesus has the power to forgive sins. We have to understand what the Bible is saying right now, and then we'll bring some things into perspective here in a moment. Check this out. The Bible is saying in John chapter 20, verse 20, 21 through 23, again, Jesus said, peace be with you. As the Father, he had just risen from the grave. Peace be with you. He's talking to his disciples, lovers of God. As the Father has sent me, I am sending you. And with that, he breathed on them and he said, receive the Holy Spirit. Man, that's awesome. Receive the promise of God. Receive the blessed Trinity into you. I'm leaving. Holy Spirit's coming. He's going to live inside of you. You're going to do great things. Go and tell the world. Receive the Holy Spirit. And the next verse doesn't make sense. If you forgive anyone's sins, their sins are forgiven. If you do not forgive them, they are not forgiven. I didn't like it. I, I had to go to another translation. Uh, let's try the NIV. Let's try the NLT. Let's try the, maybe the message got this one right. You know what I'm talking about? Like, I'm looking, man, and I'm finding, I'm realizing, no, he's actually pretty serious. And, I, and so I'm having to look into situation in friends' lives. And I've realized when someone has sinned against you and you don't forgive them, there is a shame that takes place as a cancer inside people. We have to know who we are. And I know some, some of us don't like the idea of having identity in the Lord. It's hard for us to understand that we're sons and daughters of God. But you have to understand you're a big deal on the earth. You're important. And you're important in other people's lives. You have authority. So when someone comes into your life and they, they have sinned against you and you hold that against them, I was talking to my boss the other day. We, we, I've been ministering to him, trying to talk to him about the Lord and these kinds of things, and we were talking about shame. I believe one of the, the worst way to die, not in a fire, not drowning. I have friends that have drowned. I, 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 I've thought about this over and over again. Worst way to die for me would be for me to die in my bed many years from now and my children not forgive me. Oh, it would be a, to not have honor in that moment, to not know that I did great in the eyes of the people that matter most to me, that there is a bondage in unforgiveness that you have to understand. That people, whether or not you, you are an ambassador of the Lord, it really isn't necessarily you that has to forgive them. It is the Lord. Only the Lord can forgive sins. We know this. But there is something about your words that's powerful. There's something about your words that can help people untie themselves. It is something about that that can help people understand that what they've got going on, God can walk them through this. But when people that are close to us don't forgive us, we put a yoke on ourselves. 
I think that this is important that we understand that we have the authority to forgive people of their sins or not forgive them of their sins. Does this make sense? This is good stuff here, isn't it? I'm like, man, you guys are like, you guys are getting all of this in one week. It should be like a should double payment at the door here, you know? I told Trey, I said, look, we got to give away the t-shirts today. These people are good. They're getting a lot in service today. It is like, all right, here we go. I have, I have, I have two quote, three quotes for you that I want to share with you, and I think they're powerful in relation to knowing that unforgiveness can change someone's life. Here we go. Withholding forgiveness is a refusal to let go of perceived power. Sometimes your unwillingness is what you think is still giving you strength over a situation you don't have any control in anyway. Let go. Stop being so arrogant. We can feel powerful when the offender is in need of forgiveness and only we can give it. We may fear going back to being powerless if we forgive. Oof. Point number two, check this out. Forgiveness is returning to God the right to take care of justice. That is important. Your peace will hang on that. I'm going to say it again. Forgiveness is returning to God the right to take care of justice. God, I trust you with this situation. You are more sovereign than I am, and ultimately, they're going to answer to you. Well, that's good enough for me. Forgiveness doesn't mean that we have to revert to being a victim. Because someone wronged you doesn't mean that you have to be a victim. What I love about what Jesus did for me is all of the shame he took from me and he gave me righteousness. He gave me honor. He gave me peace. He gave me rest. He gave me favor. Maybe some of us haven't received all of these things, but that's his hope of the cross, that we would be saved, healed, and delivered, restored. Can we pray for a second? I still got one more point, but I feel like this is a little heavy. Lord, you have put people in our lives, and things didn't always go the way we thought they were going to go. We want to live like you. We want to act like you. We want to talk like you. Have your way. In Jesus' name. Point number four. This is, this is the last point, Andrew. This is the last one. We're getting there. It's helpful to him. He likes these things. All right. Forgive others or I won't forgive you, says the Lord. Ooh. These are four things that are really crazy that the scripture would, would deal with here. The first one was uh, bless your enemies. The second one was uh, learning to forgive God. Number three was uh, learning uh, that if you don't forgive others, they won't be forgiven. And uh, point number four is it learned that if you don't forgive others, you won't find forgiveness either. Now, this is a, this is a hard uh, verse, but I want you to know the scripture is littered. Not littered, that's a bad word. It is all saturated with the scripture. It's all over the place. It's, it's, it's like my bedroom. It's littered with the, with the verses. Of, uh, uh, socks everywhere. Here we go. All right. Um, 
Matthew chapter 6, verse 15. If you do not forgive others of their sins, your Father will not forgive you of your sins. Please understand that any idea that we have of who Jesus is is just an idea. And it means nothing if it doesn't come from God's sacred word. Some, it's funny to me how people have a version of Christianity that they've made up in their own head. Uh, when you're 25, 55, 100 years old, this is 2,000, 4,000, 28,000 years old. You know what I mean? Like before the world was created, there was the word. This is everything. This is how we understand who he is and what he wants from our life. If you don't forgive others, your Father in heaven will not forgive you of your sin. Now, we started today by talking about what he did in forgiving us, right? There's this huge passage. I, I, I can't get into it too much. Uh, it's in Matthew chapter 18, verse 22, and it goes all the way down to verse 35. Matthew 18, uh, put it in your phones, check it out later. It's really rad. Jesus is telling a parable. What I love about Jesus' parables is its perspective. He gets an idea of something that he sees all the time from heaven that we deal with, and he talks about this man, this, this dude who uh, was an owner of, of, of property, if you would, and how people uh, came to him, they owed a debt, he forgave this guy of the debt, he was very wealthy, he didn't need their money, and he forgives this guy of his debt. The guy goes about his way, and he bumps into someone that owes him money. This guy does not forgive that person. And it grieves the king, and he hears about this story, and he calls that guy back into his court and says, whoa, 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 whoa. You owed me something you couldn't pay. I let it go. They owed you something they couldn't pay. You hold it against them? This is the same scenario. We have to know that what we've done wrong, the idolatry, the covetousness, the lust, the, 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 the need for recognition, the, the pride, the arrogance, the lying, the cheating, the... We could not pay any of those debts. I don't know a way to make sin go away. There's not enough good that can make bad go away. Ask someone that's ever lost a child to, by, by murder. Nothing you do that's good is going to make my son come back. Jesus died for sin. Nothing we do is going to make him... And so he paid a price for us that we couldn't pay, and there are people that have done wrong. Why are we wanting them to pay? We're wanting them to pay. You got to, no, no, you've done wrong. You've done wrong. You are guilty. You, are, you cut me off, man. You're rude. You're angry. You, you cuss. You say hurtful things. You gossip. You need to wear this shame. So should I. So should you. And praise the Lord that he took that. That's what all of our songs are about. That's why we're here. It's because he's good and we're not. We suck and he's awesome. And people in your life suck way worse than you. <laughs> but you show them who Jesus is. You show them what he's done for you by being gracious. This is good stuff, man. I was like, this is good. Okay. All right, here we go. I'm going to listen to this podcast. I think I'm, okay, here we go. Um, uh, there's uh, three quotes, and I'm going to close this, Andrew. Three quotes. 
I've learned this to be true in my own life. I spent months one day forgiving one person. Every day, I would forgive this person multiple times a day. Here's what I've learned about forgiveness in my own life. One, it's terrible. <laughs> it's not part of the notes. It's terrible. Here we go. Uh, forgiveness starts with a mental decision. That's it. You've got to decide, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to forgive this person. It starts with a mental decision. The emotional part of forgiveness is finally being able to let go of resentment. The emotional healing may or may not follow quickly after we forgive. What does that mean? That's like um, you go to the doctor with a wound. There's an infection. They clean that out. They stitch it up. The infection's still there. You've got to decide you're going to deal with the problem. And then healing will come. You decide, I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to forgive, and healing will come. Your parents, they let you down. Like time and time and time and time again. I know it's hard, but we bless them. Here's the next thing I, I, I need you to know. Forgiveness is a process, not an event. If it's real, oh, man. It might take some time to work through our emotional problems before we can truly forgive. As soon as we can, we should decide to forgive, but it probably is not going to happen right away. We make the decision, and the process will come. The emotional part will come. We make the decision. I'm letting it go. I'm letting it go. I'm letting it go. It's like addictions. I've got to decide. I'm going to confess this thing and get it out of my life. And then I'm going to fight like hell to keep it out. And it's going gonna, it's gonna to be hard. There's going to be times where your addiction says, hey, 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 over here, there's free stuff. And you've and you got to learn. You've got to fight for this thing. Because the enemy's going to lie to you. Hmm. All right. Uh, Jesus said, pray like this. Forgive us of our sins as we forgive those who have sinned against us. Forgive me of my sins as I forgive those who have sinned against us. Forgive me of my sins. And you know what I've learned? This is my final thought. And then you guys are going to come. But I don't want to ruin the thought. So just wait there for a second. I've learned that... Um, wait, I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> oh, I know what it is. I know what it is. I ruined the thought. That it is, um, it's a lot harder to forgive others when we forget that we're guilty. So if you remember what he's done for you, you're already doing it wrong. If you remember what he's doing for you, right now what you've done wrong, it's so much easier to realize that I can't pay that, Lord. And then what they've done isn't as much of a deal because I know my filth. I know how much I need grace. I know how much I need mercy. I told you when I started that I'm going to give everyone in this room an opportunity today to become more like Jesus. And I believe that one of the, I said it a couple weeks ago, I thought it was crazy when I said it, but I loved it. I heard it back on the podcast. Uh, so I'm going to say it again. I believe one of the sexiest things to the Holy Spirit is forgiveness. 
when we forgive others, it draws the Holy Spirit closer. He wants that. When you let go of someone else, you will instantly experience the Holy Spirit. But some of us have pushed him away and pushed him away and pushed him away and said, no. Now I want you to know, if you are here today and you have a situation current where you are in, where you're being hurt, I want you to know it's a process. And some of the things, I have no expectation of anyone regarding this. Now the Lord will, but he will walk with you during that process. Does that make sense? Did I say that clearly? Did I say anything that was heresy today during this message? I just want to make sure. Okay, cool. That's good. All right, with the worship band, come. Then here we go. All right, great. We're going to go back to worship, best part of our service. It's always when I'm not speaking. Right, Andrew? I'm just kidding. It's my best friend. He's allowed to say those things. You're not, Bill. You can't say those things. All right. All right. Um, would you guys all close your eyes here and uh, bow your heads for a second? Man, I think that this is important. If I know anything, I know that there's some hurt here. If I know anything, I know that there's some hurt here. If I know anything, I know that there's some hurt here. Before we talk about what others have done wrong, what have you done wrong? There's some people here that have, man, you know what the Lord wants from your life. And you know what you're giving them. He's asked you to do this and you've disobeyed. You've made some really wrong mistakes and you know that there's sin in your life. Today, you want to get right with God. Doesn't matter what's happened. No one's looking around the room and no one will judge you, but the Lord will honor you today. You're here today and you've done wrong and you, say, you want to say, pray for me. I want forgiveness. If that's you, you say, I want the Holy Spirit in my life. Would you raise your hand right now? Man, I, I'm telling you, there's nowhere else on earth that I'd rather be than with people like you. I know there's three more people, and I don't know why I'm getting that sense. There's three more people here who say, pray for me. I've got sin in my life. Holy Spirit's on you right now, last chance. Father, I thank you that you sent your son Jesus to die for me. I'm sorry that I've done wrong. I'm sorry that I've been selfish. I was weak and I was caught on myself. Forgive me. And by the blood of Jesus, cleanse me. And give me your Holy Spirit. Empower me to change Teach me how to love you. Teach me how to worship you. Teach me how to live my life for you, oh God. Give me the strength to look the other way. Put people in my life that will help me and empower me. I'm sorry, God. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your love. There's someone else here today. With every head bowed and every eye closed. You may be on the worship band. I don't know where you're at, but someone, they lied to you. They hurt you or they let you down. And you haven't dealt with it yet fully. Above all things, guard your heart. Today, you want to deal with it. 
With every head bowed and every eye closed, if that's you, will you raise your hand? I love it. I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of you. That's awesome. Holy Spirit, you're here right now. I can sense you. And I love you. And I'm thankful for what you've done in my life. All I want is more of you. All I want is more of you. All I want is to be closer to you and to draw near. All I want is to love others the way you have loved me. I want the world out there to know how good you are. Would you help? Would you heal me? Would you heal me, Lord? Would you teach me to let it go? Would you pry it from my hands? Would you teach me to let it go? You're the best Savior, Lord.